to the Movie Machine Podcast, presented by Hot Chocolate Media, where we take, we make a movie for you based on a random prompt from the internet. And luckily, I'm joined by three media luminaries from Hollywood who are going to make a film based on this prompt. We have Ben Lifson, our writer, who is the fur fluffer on Detective Pikachu. We have Jacob Gulliver, our director, who is Pedro Pascal's helmet consultant on Prospect. And Neville McKinney, the producer, who was the historical consultant on Batman Ninja. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to make the best movie that's ever been made in the history of everything? No, I'm ready to make an even better movie. That's the kind of optimism I like. So the theme of our story is a wacky relationship. I feel that's the only way to say that. Yeah. I can't say wacky relationship. I have to go, wacky relationship. The main character is a domineering musician, and the major event of the story is infiltration. Trying really hard to not do the Rob Schneider voice again. All right. So check it out. This is going to be called uh, Mozart 2. All right. Now, it's not a sequel to uh, an original movie, Mozart. It, that's the name of the guy. His name is Mozart 2. And he, he is really full of himself because he thinks, I was Mozart before in a past life, but now I'm Mozart 2. So, you know, his music's going to be great. That's what he thinks anyway. But critics aren't liking his music. They're like, Mozart who? Or they think he's being pretentious or something, or that he's just not that great. So he's like, wait a minute. It's because I need to get Mozart's old stuff. So Mozart too decides, okay, I need to go to Austria and break into Mozart's old birthplace and just take all of that stuff. And then I'll finally be true Mozart too. But then, okay, was Amadeus the guy who had a rivalry with Mozart or... Wolfgang Amadeus. Amadeus Mozart. That was his. Yes. That was actually Mozart's first name. The uh, the yeah. rival is Salieri. Salieri, yeah. But we got to have Salieri Samson. All right, Salieri Samson, um, who you know he thinks he's the next Salieri, and they have a rivalry going on, so they're gonna butt some heads a little bit, and so he wants to stop Mozart too, and so Mozart, you know. He's like, I got to infiltrate. So he puts like a, a team together. I'll kind of leave it up to uh, the director to think of like who's some good, um, j- just, you know, just whatever is going to work for the heist scene, you know, because we want a really good heist scene that will, you, we want to make it as exciting as possible breaking into an Austrian museum. So, but yeah, Mozart 2 breaks in and uh, turns out that Mozart 2 is still just a guy named Mozart 2. Is that T-W-O, the number two, T-O or T-O-O? Just uh, T-W-O. So yeah, Mozart 2, let's make it happen. Well, we got to get some real good music in this. You know, we have a good source material, but let's jazz it up. You know what I'm saying? Again, up to the director, of course. I just want to teach kids, you know, about, about history. Th- that, that's my real goal here. All right, sounds great. So, director Jacob, a courier brings over a violin case that on the outside in silver sharpie it says Stradivarius, but in quotes. And inside is one of those dollar store violins where you push the button and it says plays this old man. And underneath it is a script written in pencil on just old notebook paper. There's some tears on it, you don't know why. So, and it says Mozart 2. 
How, how's your vision coming along? Well, I have some problems with this movie. The first problem is the title. It's Mozart 2. I mean, T-W-O, really? No, okay. This is this is Mozart and then the initial 2, the Roman numeral 2. There's no, no other way we can do that. It just doesn't make any sense. That's my only problem with the movie. Other than that, everything's great. Uh, I really want to play this like an absurdist, you know, comedy, like very meta breaking the fourth wall we're gonna get john heater to play our mozart and he's just gonna be like you know this force of like untouchable nature every interaction is just gonna be this like you know partially improv weird like way too much touching kind of uncomfortable comedy interaction and he's gonna have these elaborate almost like liberace-esque costumes that are you know designed around these like styles of, of mozart and stuff um, we're going to shoot everything super wide, just like almost sitcom style, like Parks and Rec style, almost like mockumentary, but just with a little bit more cinematic touch to it. Um, and then I'm going to get, I created this character. There's a, there's a Viennese chancellor who's going to be played by Michael Sheen. And he's also going to be like a caricature of a human. He's going to be like this overbearing, like ridiculous, pompous guy. And like, he loves Mozart and he loves this like legacy. So we can get in some of that history element, but he's also just like way too egotistical and like unpleasant as a person. So he's, he's kind of like, you know, stepping on our Mozart's Mozart twos, excuse me, Mozart twos adventures and, and all this. What I'm going to do also is I'm going to get uh, an electronic composer right now. I'm thinking overwork, uh, it's O-V-E-R-W-E-R-K, some of you may be familiar, to do a suite of music that is both modernized and an ode to Mozart's original works. So we'll have this really great soundtrack, just lots of like wacky slapstick hijinks and like goofy, awkward comedy, all these like funny social interactions with Mozart making the journey from America to uh, Vienna to try and reclaim some of his like lost legacy. So that's kind of my overall plan. I'm also going to work in a few little, like, cameos. Uh, I'm going to write some, like, goofy parts for, like, the bit characters in the hopes that we can get a few other big names to sign on to do a, a couple really great jokes as, like, a, a throwaway line. But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this draft. I think there's some cool stuff here. All right. Uh, our producer, Neville, uh, singing telegram boy, dressed like kind of like Liberace S, comes by your office and sings you the entire script and treatment, along with a he has a, a PowerPoint presentation printed out on colored paper. And he does it kind of like the Bob Dylan music video. And that's the pitch you're given to Mozart 2, but it's a no- Roman numeral 2. So you call it Mozart the second, and the kid corrects you. Is this a goose that flies or is it a turkey? Yeah, I think when uh, the kid walked in my office, I was a little taken back because I was eating Jimmy John's as he was doing it. So I swallowed on the and choked on the lettuce there. So I think this has some big potential. I am seeing a wide audience. I think we're too narrow right now and we got to go wider audience. Right now, there are a lot of mothers and dads who are really big into the baby Einsteins. And so any old white guy uh, who's done something big in the, in the history, I'm thinking baby Mozart. And I, now I don't think the title has to do that, but if we can incorporate some element, maybe with the music that can pull in those parents who want to just get their kids to love old classical music, I think we can put it there. So I'm definitely thinking... You know, just a good budget, uh, pretty high budget in like the 12 figures. So, and I'm definitely thinking of distribution. So, this has to be two, I'm not thinking so theaters. So, do you mean, yeah. so is it 10, 12 figures is between 10 and 99 million? 
So that's kind of a range. Do just, that a, whole range is solid there. I think that range is solid. So I think it all depends on So they can just the spend as much up to $99 million on this movie. So probably $89 million is good enough okay. um, just because we want to save some for promotion. I think distribution a lot will be sold will be made for that be set aside for that because i'm thinking just netflix not in theaters and dark blue vhs tapes because if we're going with like i'm thinking like an 80s vibe and the so you're 80s doing an 89 million dollar movie straight to netflix and straight to netflix three times the budget of bright the current <laughs> biggest budget movie on netflix i'm not judging i'm just getting facts good point okay and then don't forget the dark blue VHS tapes that come with it. So well, they have to buy those separate, right? Because they don't get them free with a Netflix yep. subscription, do they? Yep. So okay. I think we're really going to ride on this this sort of nostalgia, but it's also like nostalgia on early sound from like the 1800s. I forgot what time period he's actually from. Um, and then I think in terms of like I have inclusion for uh, a lot of guys. So I think we the staff has to include, you know, just because I have inclusion writer on the staff. I uh, that's for me. Eight year old white guys who only go to jazz night clubs so the staff has to have that so get writers who you know that go to nightclubs that are white guys as well as uh maybe something with like the the cameraman so and that's to kind of just expand the palette get more voices at the table more eyes different perspectives so other than that, i'm excited to see this movie get made all right ben writer your feedback from the studio and the director comes back to you mm-hmm. they've asked for some slight rewrites they're actually asking for some baby composers thrown in there right but you have a very healthy 89 million dollar yeah you have john heater and michael sheen attached but no other did you have a salary actor no i haven't okay. cast anybody for salary okay so those are the only two actors you have currently but the director's still working on salary mm. and obviously you need to cast probably a baby beethoven yeah. or whatever well how you feeling? Well, the baby casting is clearly a director's job, so I'm going to not put my hat into that ring. However, now that I have a bigger budget than I anticipated, uh, there's a few things that I'd like to put in. Now, the budget isn't quite high enough for us to have an entire heist in the actual Mozart's birthplace, which is unfortunate. But um, what we can do now is I think we have the budget to have uh, enough special effects to have Mozart's ghost. And I think that's really going to be an important component. Mozart, too, is stealing all this stuff, and he's constantly thinking, like, who is Mozart? Well, I am Mozart. And then he meets face-to-face right when he's stealing, like, the um, Mozart's, like, uh, wig thing that they had then. Those are called wigs? Yeah, right. So he's taking the wig. Mozart won, or just Mozart, because Mozart doesn't recognize Mozart, too, as like a numerical thing and he says like you're not mozart I, like i think that's how he talked no one recorded it back then so i have no reference but you're not mozart i am mozart you are just joke and he said like no and so he sounds like Yakov smirnov <laughs> yeah y- you know like like i said no no one was there at the time you know i i I'm not an actor, I'm a writer, okay? So anyway, and he's like, and then like, no, you're not Mozart too. You are Mozart new or something. Like, like we want to have the message at the end be like, no, you know, I'm not defined by this guy whose name I stole, you know, be yourself. Because, you know, those always play well for family. So yeah, but yeah, you know, I, you know, just Mozart's ghost show and tell him what's what. I think that'll, you know, be really nice scene i think that'll really tie the room together as it were if the room was a movie maybe as a suggestion to get the baby at the end that can be the thing where a little sequel bait too where you see a baby being born and it's mozart three because like he's he's born in the crib you know with with the wig and and like he makes like a music like da 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 like like but he plays beethoven yeah mozart three plays beethoven they're the same person just making sure (laughs) 
All right, so <laughs> Jacob, our director, uh, you have a new character, Mozart. Oh wait, Stokes. no, no. Oh, he be he, he, it will, okay. It'll be Baby Bach, and he'll be Bach, Bach, Baby Baby Bach. Okay, <laughs> just just stop now. You can quit while you're ahead. All right, you have Baby Bach. As a sequel tease, yeah. Uh, in the sequel tweet te- tease, there's the studio might want more babies. You're not sure on that. You still need to cast Salieri, but you got a hefty budget, of 89 million. And Mozart's oh, ghost. Man. All right, so w- what we need here is some consolidation around these like extra characters. So the various different like baby composers are going to be uh, <laughs> like kind of like a Greek chorus that appear to Mozart in his dreams. So when he's like on this journey, he like will eventually pass out because he's tired, and he'll have these like visions of these baby. Hey, baby Vivaldi, you need to take yeah. out the garbage like that. Kind of like that, yeah. yeah. Just I mean, we'll have fun with it. We'll like make it clear this is a joke and not like you know we're not trying to be serious with it. And then for Salieri, I had this great idea. We're gonna combine Salieri with the uh, the Viennese Chancellor character. So F. Murray Abraham, who played Salieri in Amadeus, is still alive, and the the Chancellor is going to have like a Green Goblin esque relationship with Salieri. Where he like looks into the mirror, and F. Murray Abraham is Salieri is there, like telling him to do stuff. You have to destroy Mozart. He's like, no, I want to preserve Mozart's legacy. He's my hero. I first no. He's the devil. It's gonna be this like really great, you know, ridiculous interaction there. And then since we have money, we need like a charismatic female lead for this. So we're gonna get uh, Olivia Wilde is gonna play um, like a, an agent who works for the Chancellor, and she's gonna like initially start out opposing uh, Mozart too, but then is eventually gonna end up like working with him on like a team. It's like. She'll eventually start believing, like, he really is Mozart. He knows all this stuff about Mozart's life, and he can do all this stuff that Mozart could do. He could play a song while farting. That's something Mozart could do. Beyond that, I really want to, like, get into the the music elements. I want to have, like, all the dream sequences are going to have, like, bits from Papagena, and, like, the the scenes with Salieri in the mirror are going to have, like, it's like funeral masses and stuff in there. It's going to be awesome. I'm really, really digging this. Uh, since we did get a little bit more budget, I'm actually going to push a little bit more um, for a few, like, stunts, do, like, some big pratfalls, or, like, you know, have him, you know, fall out of a building or something, and play it really cartoony, you know, like a play it as though it were like a, a slapstick comedy in those kind of elements, but just make, make some bigger stunts and some like bigger budget goofs. Maybe he like, you know, runs through a building and like accidentally tips one thing over and it's like this crazy ass Rube Goldberg machine that destroys the whole building. And like the whole time he's wearing headphones or something, you know, just something like that. We've, we've got some kind of like gags planned. I'm going to let my, my teams work on some really cool stuff. My cool. effects teams. And, and do you have an actor for Mozart's <laughs> ghost? It's, ooh, boy, Mozart's ghost. You can leave that up to the studio if you want. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, so Neville, there's a bunch of special effects. They're ready to shoot the ghosts, but they don't have an actor yet, but they got all the green screen and mocap suit and everything ready to go. But they need an actor for you. They left that up to you. There's a whole accidental scene that got filmed in the uh, Guitar Center in Times Square, the multi-story one, where Mozart II ends up like riding down a railing in an old on an old guitar while like it's pretty wild. And you got a baby chorus of like all the great composers. It's pretty great. 
No, I, uh, so just got back from talking with the studio and they really, they kind of have two, I, I kind of brought up the dilemma with the ghost and uh, they love it. They think it's going to kind of connect with the audience in a new sort of experience, especially with the 3D glasses for Netflix. Oh, um, you're you're going to make this a 3D movie for Netflix? Yes. Um, so like 7% of the nation has 3D TVs. I'm just, once again, not judging, <laughs> just stating facts. Uh, so they really want either Tom Selleck or Vincent D'Onofrio as the ghost. Why is that? It's more of a demographic thing, so I don't really know the key details of it. Well, but What is this uh, demographic just for these two? I'm curious. The- <laughs> I got F. I got F. Murray Abram in there for the the old folks. That was my idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's um, like 80. He is really 80. <laughs> At least 79. Okay. F. Murray Abram's old. All right. But the ghost. So that's well, one of those guys has to be in there. Maybe you not have the a ghost. preference for one? Um, for myself, uh, whatever makes the movie make, makes the most money. So Well, that's um, up to you to decide. That's oh, that's job. a good point. Uh, so I, I, I lean more to Tom Selleck. I, All right, you're yeah. the producer. So, if you if you want Tom Selleck, you just have to go Tom Selleck's Mozart's Ghost. Yeah, and then in terms of like that, uh, the whole baby element, I love that. I think with the budget that we have, we have some extra money to make a separate spinoff 3D cartoon, kind of baby boss sort of deal uh, with the baby chorus. And we'll just call it Baby Mozart 2. Is there anything That's else you want to add? No, I think that'll be great. Right. So Just to clarify, Tom Selleck's Mozart's Ghost. And you're also spinning off a spinoff animated series called Baby Mozart 2, which is the baby chorus. That's the baby Greek, Greek chorus. Great. And that's with Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. All right. So I'm going to... Uh, exact same time. Yep. They both drop on the same day. Yep. Uh, I'm going to put this in the movie <clears throat> machine, which sounds like the first few bars of Mozart's uh, death mass. All right. So... What's funny about Netflix, they just keep borrowing money, so no one really knows if a movie's successful or not, because they only they're the only ones that have their download information. Like they can report it, they can say, but it's all hidden. They seem mostly okay because they did order a second season of Baby Mozart 2. Each season's only 12 episodes, but you get 24 episodes of Baby Mozart 2, and that's really popular. It gets played a lot on anyone who has a kid's profile on their Netflix account. People might assume just you put so much free free open source classical music in it you just assume parents put it on the background for their infants and no one actually watches it but netflix is happy on how much it gets streamed because they own it and they don't have to pay anyone royalties netflix does tell you that when they said 89 million and they pitched the idea they said 8.9 million they're a little upset that you went over by a that much they were happy to get the footage to make the two that's mostly why you got the two seasons they're mostly able to use the dream footage to make the two seasons of the kids show you actually watched an episode of the kids show and notice it's just a still from the film with just classical music playing in the background but you know they got two seasons of it you're made fun of incessantly by film twitter it's just you know all the kind of edgy indie film critics are just dunking on the trio of you all the time on some of your decisions but to the point you become a meme and everyone just feels compelled to watch the movie because of the memes so you become a meme almost everyone has seen at least most of the movie on netflix not many people probably watch the whole thing but you know you're able to get more work they just make sure to have someone else write the checks producer and you know you you know you don't produce as much but otherwise you're pretty they let you pa oh you are being sued though because four of your over 80 pas died of heart attacks on set but that's just you getting sued because they thought that writer was a little off that being said you got some time travel magic is there anything you want to change starting with our writer well i feel like a lot of the problems 
that did happen didn't start in the writer's room, if you get my drift. So I don't really have as many changes here. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm fine with it. I th- You're okay with the cast? and Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the plot. Oh, no, the plot's fine. Every word that I wrote is... Every single poop joke you wrote about the babies, they filmed every single one. Right. And they all got used in the television show. Right. No, no, no. Ev- Some of them twice. They just flipped the image, so... Well, you know what? Maybe I'll throw in. I'll have written a few more poop jokes just so they don't have to do that. You know, I'll give them a solid, as it were. (laughs) All right, you may continue. Oh, I'm I'm done. All right, thanks for doing them a solid, Ben. All right, so director, a writer made just wrote some extra poop jokes for the anime series and all, and seems to be content. Are you content, director? You want to make some changes? Uh, sort of, I guess. I mean, the fact that we ended up spending a lot more than we intended was uh, problematic. If I could go back and change things, it would be to trim down some of the, the extra fat, I guess. Get rid of some of like the, the really expensive stunt s- stuff and just rely on the, the humor of the actors to sell the, the funny bits in the movie. Let this movie go down as a, a weird, goofy, self-referential, absurdist comedy. Just let that let that go. I do want to pour a little bit more time into this secondary series, though. Specifically, I want to use like some of the elements of like the the poop jokes that were written and stuff to like teach basics of music theory for people because we have these baby composers who are you know all like their own sort of thing and. Uh, you know, Bach can teach rhythm and, you know, Beethoven can teach timing and everything. And there'll be all this stuff with, you know, the, the babies. And we'll, we'll add in some more like educational elements to, to get Netflix to, to really sign on to that idea. So even if this movie doesn't do amazing, then, you know, whatever, that's they, they get a nice little fun kid series out of it. And I'm sure people will like that. I also want to focus a little bit more on Olivia Wilde's character. I think she was kind of underutilized and I want to get more like investigations going on in there. She's kind of going to be like the quote unquote straight woman as it were in the the absurdist characters that are there. So we'll we'll get all of our kind of like meaty emotional moments out of her, uh, but not lean too far in that direction. Just, you know, let her add a, a, a dramatic element to the story and, and go from there. Otherwise, yeah, Mozart too. This is a kick-ass flick. I don't care what anybody says. All right, producer, your director has gone and trimmed the budget down to $40 million. It's not the 8.9, but it, it's it's a significant chunk. It's gotten rid of all the special effects and the really expensive stuff, and the, you've got a better children's TV show. Are you happy with that, or do you want to just put your own... How do you... Do you want to change anything? With this being a bigger budget in my mind initially, I think I, I learned how to produce from Blade 3, so I think... Uh, you mean Blade the, Trinity? Blade, yeah, Blade, uh, yeah, Blade, Blade Tree. Um, so, uh, there's a lot... I'm still learning about producing, and I think that we have some gold hidden in a poop pile with these poop jokes with the kids series, so I'm looking forward to sticking around for that, and... No matter what people say about, you know, the the Mozart movie, I mean, people were saying that about Amadeus and I mean, it, it, it won an Oscar. So, you know, come around next season for different awards. I think uh, people will be surprised about its long lasting impact. And so I, I think we put the investment even with it being cut down. So I'm proud of the director and the writer sticking with me. And um, I'm excited to see what comes of the series. All right. Revelation. So- I am recasting Ghost Mozart with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> All right, we've got that. Even the, the, the Fraser change there at the end. Nothing major happens. The biggest thing is, so the movie is less dunked on by film Twitter, so it becomes less of a meme and actually results in less views on Netflix. 
However, the TV series does a lot of better, but it's watched mostly by stoners for the poop humor. And while there is some educational value, uh, most music teachers across the country hate you all because now certain common musical terms make their entire classes break out in laughter because normal musical terms have now become fart slash poop jokes. And they thought you went a little explicit when you had Scatman John as as a uh, special guest on one of the episodes. Paris across America had to explain what scat also meant. It's especially weird because he died in 1999. It was his ghost. <laughs> They just played old recordings from him from on the music video set of I'm the Scat Man, of him just like talking to PAs and stuff. I'm going with that because I'm going to save because they have bothered to Google to see if he was alive. That's fair. I All right. So anyway, we're going to end this episode, as we always do, with a word of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. When you think about an apple, you also think about the opposite of an apple. Thank you, everyone. This has been the Movie Machine. That's for real. That's that's. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll throw in. I'll have written a few more poop jokes just so they don't have to do that. You know, I'll give them a solid, as it were. <laughs> I realized it halfway. <laughs> world, yeah. <laughs> so fucking dumb. That <laughs> 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 was that funny, but I'm so fatigued. <laughs> no, okay. uh, I died. All right. You may continue.